Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. And we have got a jam-packed show for you. New listeners, we are a comedy wrestling podcast bringing you the fun and funny of wrestling each and every week. And this week we have a special treat. We have international jerk correspondent Tom Anstey from Wrestling Memes bringing us an interview with Global Force Wrestling's own Jeff Jarrett coming up later on in the show. That's right, Scott. Big, exciting news. Yeah, so there's a, there, it's a great conversation. There's uh, They talk about Global Force Wrestling, they talk about Wrestle Kingdom 9, and they talk about guitar shots. So that's coming up later on. Um, We're comedians living in Hollywood, giving you the fun and funny uh, that we see fit in wrestling. I said that part already. Did you? Yeah. Uh, this is the third time we've recorded it today. A lot of time it, It's not because Steve is feeling uncomfortable. No, 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 no. It's no. not because Chelsea's in the room. No, 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 no. With it's wedding the, pending. It's, I'm uncomfortable because Scott and I are in the room with way too much technical equipment that we've got to maneuver like Frankenstein's laboratory. Yeah, this, uh, this is a technical nightmare this week, unfortunately. We're yeah. such a big gap with Jim Jarrett. Yeah, I'm up looking at a Dreamcast box over there and a Wii U box and Sega CD games and way too many cords. This is why. This is the problem is that we have old technology meeting new technology. It's a clash. Just like wrestling, which is new ideas with old school know-how. Yeah, you got your T-800s meeting your uh, T-1000s. Mm-hmm. You got your T-850s from Terminator 3. Oh, really? Is that what she was? A T-850? Oh, no. Uh, uh, he, she was the T-1000 too. Was it he, she? Uh, pretty much. Uh, and then uh, Arnold was the T-850 or something. He was up 50 points. Yeah. Do you remember when that was a big rumor that China was going to be... Oh, I remember that. Do you think that would have been... Because I've watched... You think that would have been better or worse? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've watched it again recently. I've watched Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines well, not like, too long ago. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, what if China was in this? I think it would have changed the geek cred on Terminator 3. Like, if they just filled it full of wrestlers, then I definitely would have been like, all right, well, this one's now on DVD rotation opposed to just, uh, you know, stuck on the old voodoo. But a super buff woman, like, in, in contra... Because, okay, Terminator 1, you had super buff Arnold in there. Yeah. Like this gigantic man who's also a machine. Uh, or just the skeleton, the exoskeleton of a man machine on the inside. Uh, and then, two, you've got the antithesis, right? Am I using that word right? Yeah. Kind of a dumb... The sort of slick, smooth, sl- uh, slim-down T-1000. Yeah, and that's Robert Patrick, so he... As small as he is, they have these cool fights because you're like, well, he's not huge or anything, but he's fast. He is strong. He's Swords. Got all the, yeah, all the blades. Sword hands. He's liquid metal. Mm-hmm. And then three, maybe you go buff lady, but instead they went like athletically fit. Well, she's isn't she an MMA fighter, Christina Lopan or whatever her name is. Well, she if was she on is, the US, that would have been like fifteen years later when she would have been what forty. I don't know because the. Female MMA fighting was not a thing. That's true. I think, wasn't she on, like, Witchblade on USA or Painkiller Jane on the Nashville Network? Charmed. Yeah. She was on a show for a while. Okay, but that I don't know where you get MMA fighter and then, like... Oh, I don't know. If she was just, like, if she was supposed to be, like, they considered her very buff for the part. Sure. Uh, How would it like to have seen China in that? Directed by Jonathan Mostow, the guy who directed uh, Breakdown, Kurt Russell. Oh, I like breakdown. Me too. It, it's a hard, it's hard to take in because of how sad the material is. It's a sad, gruesome, grim adventure movie. It's mm-hmm. very grim. Yeah. 
GT Walsh. No. Like a real dick. And then his friend pretending to be like a like sort of mentally disabled. Like, uh, you really shouldn't have done that. Oh, the blonde haired guy? Yeah. Yeah, like, hey, Kurt Russell. Yeah. When are you gonna, when's this, all this sexual tension gonna come to a head? Hey, I'd really like to see a Captain Ron. Do you do? Uh, Captain Ron, uh, is that just Snake Pliskin from, uh, did he escape from New Super York? Super drunk. Did he escape from Hanging New York? Hanging out with Martin Short, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's really escape from Cleveland is what that is. Yeah, he made the, it out reference. and he, he also escaped his everyday mundane life and got himself a boat. You know what it would have made uh, Captain Running better? Had Martin Short been married to China. Oh yeah, and she was a giant robot? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a great movie. Uh was his wife oh no, I was about to say it's obviously Beverly D'Angelo, right? Because <laughs> whenever there's a terrible vacation, <laughs> you're married to Beverly D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. She's the only thing that gets you through, Scott. She's the only thing that gets you through. She is. When she does that dance on the European vacation. Hey yo. That's good stuff. Um speaking of good stuff, it is the week this last week we had Impact Wrestling kick off with a whole new show. Destination America. Yeah, whole new channel, whole new look, whole new everything. Whole new hotel that mm-hmm. that housed everybody. Whole new uh, little buses that transported the good guys, the bad guys, keeping them separate. But you wonder if Destination America is like, all right, so are you a goodie or a baddie? Which bus do we put? Yeah, who on? do you two cheers for you? Is, the, is everybody cheer for you, or do the angry wrestling fans cheer for you? Who are your friends? Hmm. Who, who I don't got no friends. <laughs> oh, it's a baddie. Get on there. Get on there. No one understands you. You're a baddie. Uh, you think they would have? I think they would have put Jeff Hardy on the bad bus. Like nobody, hey, under- shut, nobody understands me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then oh, Matt seems like a good a good egg. We'll put him on the good bus. Oh, but then I feel bad for Jeff Hardy because he's just clawing at the windows trying to get on the good bus. You know, <laughs> I'm on the wrong bus. <laughs> uh, so they had we watched the first chunk of the show, um, and it is rad. The it's, opening sequence. Yeah, it is super rad. It's I, like a Rocky movie. Sorry. Yeah, it's like it felt like an adventure movie because it was like it was like a Rocky movie with twenty Rockies. Yeah, it's like the Warriors. What yeah. I wanted the Warriors to be, what the Warriors. Yeah, what what the Warriors, the back of the VHS case for the Warriors makes you feel like it is. Yeah. Um, so twenty, yeah. twenty Rocky Balboas versus twenty Apollo Creeds. <laughs> yeah. And well, that's better. I was gonna say Paulies. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want twenty? It's Pauly? it's twenty Paulies and twenty Adrians. No, no, no. It's one Polly who has to help everybody, and he's just he's always freaking out. He doesn't know who And then two sex robots driving both of them. That's Rocky Four, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He has sex with that robot. That's implied, but it's it happens. It's it's heavily implied. Scott, how do I watch Destination America? How does a person even watch this show? You can't. <laughs> That's right. Not <laughs> Sit available. On it. Not available on iTunes. Not available on Hulu Plus. Available on BitTorrent, everybody. Uh, I think they should have the Fonz uh, be on Impact Wrestling's website uh, and say, you don't have cable? Sit on it. Well, honestly, I think they should have the Fonz on Destination America's uh, website so when you can't watch the episode, he just hits the side of your computer (laughs) and then the episode comes on. That'd be fucking rad. Yeah. I don't know what... I, okay, we, we... In our failed intros of other technical issues, we talk about this. We'll, we'll cover it briefly um, so we're not going over old ground all the time with all these uh, mines on there. We can't watch it. We can't watch it legit. We want to spend money and, and put it towards Impact Wrestling and help out the company and help out all the people working there, but we have to go through other means. We have to go through BitTorrents and uh, other weird sites to, to streaming watch Streaming sites. And I, honestly, everybody, I support that 
And because you're not going to buy a new cable provider, you're not going to switch, you're not going to change all those things. They need to come to you at this point. You're going there as much as you can. Watch the content. Still talk about it. Yeah. Still be a fan. They'll somehow get it available to you. I think. Yeah. In time, I hope they do. I really, I really hope it happens. I'm gonna still just tweet at Impact because today Josh Callahan was telling me on 16 Bits podcast that's the way to uh, let your consumer voice be known best is to tweet. That's true because which it kind of threw me. If was... it goes viral, then yeah, then they can't ignore it. Also, guys, if you can't, out of all the things we described. Uh, end up watching Destination America. Tweet at uh, jschmuck1. Two. Uh, tweet at jschmuck2 and ask him how you can watch Destination America. Because Let's all go to Josh Callahan's house. He's got uh, satellite I'm sure he's got Destination America. No, I'm saying tweet at him because he fashions himself a nice hacktivist and he'll help you with the old computer problem. Oh, yeah, it's true. I need help with my computer problems, Josh. Yeah. So, okay. Anonymous has been compromised. <laughs> so, uh, we watched the opening thing. We saw that, they, so they get dropped off. You get your goodies, your baddies, the buses arrive at the same time. Yeah. I'm sure these guys Your are goodies, hungry. your baddies, your buses, and your sack rides. Mm -hmm. They're hungry. They need their back shaved. Uh, and all the goodies show up at the same time as the baddies do. So what are you going to do? That's what I'm saying. And they're, and they're probably... Want, they don't even get dropped off backstage through like the special entrance that all the fans want to go through. No, they got to go through the front doors. You're like a, like a bunch of J Schmuck 2s, I tell yeah, you. Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, and a brawl breaks out. A, just a huge... A roster brawl. Uh, like uh, the first ECW One Night Stand, the way that ended, where it was just the end of the world in the, in the wrestling ring. But instead, it's the beginning of the show. Yeah. It's, it's Generation 2 Impact Wrestling. The entire roster is pissed at each other. The kickoff show. That's It was so rad to see that. I dug cool. that. Well, we still got to watch a, a bunch more of the show. Um, but that's, that's an exciting way to kick it off. I think it's a really exciting way. I just hope more people get to watch it. I hope that we get to watch it normally. I hope that there's something that we could do. But I, So they had all this stuff. They had big matches. They had to, every title was on the line. Kurt Angle is no longer the uh, wrestling operations officer of uh, Oranges or whatever his title is. Back to active duty, right? Back to active duty. Fought MVP in the moment in street clothes. What? Kicked his ass wearing the suit. Man, most valuable player, most valuable tailor. Am I right, everybody? I don't know if he's right. I don't know. We're going to have to check that. Yeah. Suits are very expensive. Very expensive. And to wrestle them and get all sweaty. Yeah, that's weird. So, uh, it was cool, but there was a couple guys that really didn't... I mean, they were featured on the show. Uh, I thought it was surprising um, Jeff Hardy didn't really have a... Yeah, you think the Hardy boys, when they're together, that's gonna you're going to get some in-ring action, you know? I mean, they're implying that, yeah, they're going to get a tag team title shot down the line with James Storm and Abyss, but they're just kind of sitting on the sidelines. They're in the brawl. But those are those are marquee guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it it would behoove us to talk to them and find out what the real deal is, what's going on. Oh, I don't know. Matt Hardy never never wants to come on the show. You love Matt Hardy. I love Matt Hardy. You I love, love Matt Hardy. I'm sorry. I apologize. I said that like you were talking shit about Matt Hardy. You're like <laughs> Matt Hardy doesn't want to come on the show, and I was like, why would you say that about him? He just never. That's what I do. I make fun of Matt Hardy. I yeah, I love Matt. I think he's great. God, he has he got, never a big, says die. He's got a big noggin. He never says that, but he writes it down on t-shirts a lot. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. Matt Hardy, die. <laughs> well, it doesn't just write die. It's never say die. Oh, good. Don't but say But for someone that, you know, they, they write it down a lot. Well, then let's talk to Jeff. I think I got him right here on the clipboard. You want me to bring him in? 
I pictured like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, the little cowboy kid. Like he's on the clipboard. We sure come down with candy uh, machine. Oh, uh, Mike TV. Is that what his name was? Yeah, Mike TV. Uh, yeah, I'd love to get Jeff Hardy in here. As as weird as he is at times, and it's very hard sometimes talking to him. He's all over the place. This guy. I mean, what do you expect? He's he, he claims he's not Willow, but he is Willow. I think we all know this. Uh, I think we all know what a secret identity is. Scott and I received serious. Thanks for having me back on Curtain Jerks. Uh, Jeff Hardy's here, everybody. Uh, Jeff, could you? Okay, Jeff is in full wrestling gear, and you have makeup on your face, and your eyes are shut. Are they? <laughs> hey, man, how are you gonna tell my eyes are shut? If I'm wearing green netting on my hands. Okay, this is another weird thing. I'm sorry to this. I mean... What, are you going to describe it to all your listeners because it's radio? Man, paint a picture. I was, Let everybody know how it's all going down. I know you like artistry, but you're right now you're walking around the room attempting to slap hands with all the fans that aren't in here with your eyes shut. And you tend to bump into things and kind of stumble... Because hey. you're not looking. You should peek a little bit. All right, all right. I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm... Hey, whoa, it's a studio. Yeah, it's a studio. There's no... Oh, man, I thought we were doing this in the arena. Uh, it's good to... Hey, uh, got got to... Hey, you know what? Look, I'm so psyched with this Destination America uh, <laughs> big old premiere. I just want to let you guys know, oh, we're my, you're my number one employees besides uh, employers besides Impact Wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Are you doing K-Fape speak? Are you doing the, the Destination America on... The rest of the milling. Hey, you know, like the pig Latin thing that wrestlers do? Look, sometimes they gotta call in the ring, sometimes you gotta call it like you're on a big car ride with your big brother who's got a big head, and he's sitting on you the whole ride, and you, all you got are little logic games to get make sure his big butt's off you. Are you? Wait, what logic games do you play with your brother Matt? Well, like, you draw a little picture of, like, a tiny little cross, and you're like, hey, what's this? And he's like, I don't know, and you're like, it's a polar bear blinking in a blizzard. What? <laughs> Can you draw that for me now, please? Yeah, sure. Just draw this. What's that? Uh, Thursday. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's tomorrow. Do you get what, that? Do you what? get that? What? Oh, well, that's a different show. I'm sorry. That's a that's a SmackDown promo on WWE. I, man, I don't watch that show. I'm not a part of it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'm, well, hey, you remember you know that time I'm I jumped a... off the giant silver fist? Do you remember that time I jumped off the giant silver fist? Did you actually do that? Do you remember that time? I don't know if I did. I did jumped I? off a did lot I? of stuff. I don't know. Did I? You took a... There was there was footage of you taking a crazy bump. You fell off a cage door at these impact tapings, and you fell on the steps, and it looked crazy. Everybody thought you got super hurt. Yeah, man, I hurt like hell. Is that explain why you're not wearing pants right now? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, I, was, I mean, you got underwear No, on. no, no. I was obviously going to... Everybody knows the Hardy Boys every once in a while wear trunks. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that's true. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Every every time. Every, every, nobody knows this, but yeah, Hardy Boys wear trunks all the time. Do you have a concussion? House shows, what? Do you have a concussion? Please, no need to joke about concussions, all right? I'm not joking. I know it's so, yeah, I hope you're deadly serious, because that's how a concussion is. Melons crack, and then melons go bad. <laughs> right. You're actually drawing on a melon right now. Yeah, well, that's because I got this at the Manhattan Center. That's why I'm here right now. I want to tell you guys about the truth about the Destination American tapings. Okay, you're drawing. Okay, so what? Live produce! They have got produce <laughs> in the Manhattan Center. Man, I wanted a hot dog. I got a pulled pork sandwich. It made me feel real bad. But I got myself up. They were like, hey, can I introduce you to this melon? And I was like, oh, well, sure. And they gave me a cantaloupe melon. And look at this thing. Where else can you get fresh produce at a venue? Are you kidding me? I, I'm very shocked that they have produce there. It seems like a... Look, I'm going to tear it in half with both my hands. You want this half? 
I filled with cottage cheese. You did. You. It seems as though you've already opened this. Oh yeah, I've been. Uh, it's uh yeah, I've been gigging it. <laughs> it's a gimmick. Okay. Um. I. Yeah, we like to score the melon sometimes, so I can tear it with both hands. It's like tearing a phone book in half. You just cut all the pages on the inside and just leave the edges of the, you know, the hardcover. Uh, the cover of the phone book, so when you tear it, it, it looks real strong. Sure, so you're like old man strong. Yeah. Okay, I'm confused. You're telling me... You're telling me! <laughs> okay, Jeff Hardy, you're informing me that the Manhattan Center is selling live... Or, not live produce. <laughs> they're selling produce, and that's... Hey, some people like live produce. That's called probiotics. <laughs> okay. They're selling produce... No, macrobiotics. Macrobiotic. I mean macrobiotic. Macrobiotic means the food's still wiggling on your plate, but it's like veggies and stuff. Jeff, right now your eyes are closed and you're talking to the cantaloupe. <laughs> Look, I can't help it if it's a better interviewer than me. <laughs> what? Jeff, I'm really concerned that you have... That A, they don't sell produce at the Manhattan Center. <laughs> well, I would be really concerned too, because why'd I get this cantaloupe? Well, B, that you're not wearing pants... C, you have an unchecked concussion from that bump you took. Man, everybody likes to put that in at the end like it's some sort of thing on the menu that I didn't order and they put it out at the end. It's like, welcome to Amsterdam. You ordered spaghetti, clams, and garlic bread covered in marinara sauce. And it's like, I ate the marinara sauce garlic bread, but I didn't order it. I'm not that high. <laughs> I hope you're not. I hope everything is fine. I'm good, man. I'm Look, I brought a cantaloupe for Where's that cantaloupe? <laughs> I brought a cantaloupe for curtain jerks. I love you guys. You stitched it to the, your sh the shirt on your shoulder. Yeah, look at these shoulders. Yeah, I look at these big old shoulder melon pants. You wrote Matt on its forehead. Yeah, it's because I like to carry my brother with me sometimes. Sometimes he carries me. This other half says Jeff on it. It's a tag team. you got to carry each other. It's got to cover each other's bases. Why do you have the tag team cantaloupe halves on you? I'm really concerned you have... What do you mean? Matt Hardy isn't here. This means Matt Hardy. This means Jeff Hardy. I'm representing the tag team. I'm really concerned right now that you have an unchecked concussion. If I knew any way to check... Check the concussion. All right. Oh, follow my finger. All right. Follow my finger. La, 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 la. <laughs> la, la, la. You're... Okay. Uh, oh, just with your eyes. Uh, just with your eyes. You don't need to actually chase it. Oh, over. well, man, my physical specimen tude. Let me try this. Let me try this. Okay. All uh, right, try this. There's a there's a red pen on the wall. Okay. Look, look, there's a red laser. All right. Get it. <laughs> well, you know what? You have the reflexes of a cat, so that seems all right. Thank you. I'd flaunt on bum, but I'm sitting down. Um, well, Jeff, I, again, like, you have no pants, and, you know, you got the makeup on, and... You have a cantaloupe that you cut in half. Maybe this is just you, because I still don't understand you. You're an odd duck. You know what? That's what a lot of people say about me, but that's why I always say, thank you, Kurt Jerks, for giving me a job. So let me know when the next time you have an investigative reported for me to do. Well, once we get our phone system up and running, I'm sure we will. Good luck with that. <laughs> Thanks, it Seems like a pretty good setup you got around here. Anything else about uh, Impact Wrestling? Yeah, I think I got some Fritos that I keep in my Jinkos here. You want some? No. They're not in bags. Relax. I'm, I'm, I'm plenty relaxed, and I don't want them. All right, yeah, and just said let everybody know I said hi, and uh, Scott and I received here. Skirt jerks. Let them know that uh, the Hardy Boys, Team Extreme, waiting for you on the other side of the rainbow. Thanks, Jeff Hardy. He's such an odd duck, that guy. Hey, I still like him. I think he's pretty great. I like him. Hey, don't, don't.
Don't think that I don't like the guy. He's just weird. Yeah, no, he's weird. I'm you know straight what? laced. I know, I know. His beard. I'm straight laced. There's something about all of his move set that always seems to be like he's just doing gym, gymnastics on somebody. Like it just it seems very straight. Like it's always like the whisper in the wind looks like he's falling and sliding off of someone, or the Swanton Bomb looks like he's sliding off of somebody. Or Jeff Hardy is the T1000 of wrestling. Yeah, he's agile, and he's quick. He's got, like, blade legs. He's got swords for hands. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's Matt Hardy, then? Do you want... 850. Really? Uh, you know what? Oh, you know what it is? He's the guy who, uh... Uh... Um, gets beat up by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Gets pulled up by his hair outside of the phone booth. Ooh, I was gonna say... Are you gonna... calling moi a douchebag? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say he's Christian Bale, uh, John Connor. Okay. Super intense. And just, like... Why? What a your machine? That's I'm totally down with that. I would love to see a fan edit of Terminator Salvation that just with wrestlers. Re- yeah, puts wrestlers in and really trims the fat out. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert! And really just changes everybody crying at the end. God, that is just six people crying in a military tent where they just did a heart transplant. Yeah, that's uh, that Terminator Salvation is weird. Yeah, it looks too expensive. What? For a movie about the end of the world and, like, living in this apocalyptic, like, robot-ravaged world, it looks expensive. Ooh, let me ask you this. Could you, much like how Lucha Underground has their theme of, you know, this sort of pulp uh, Mexican, you know, stylized uh, desert world to it, could you do an apocalyptic wrestling federation? Um... I think so. In a lot of ways, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome sort of has that element where it's like the arena. Uh, you have you get the water belt, which means you get as much water, or you get the gasoline belt, you get as much gasoline as you can carry, or something cool like that. Right. Uh, I mean, even Land of the Dead, which was like a post-apocalyptic future, which has people sort of surviving in this community. Also has people fighting zombies for money or having zombies fight each other. Right. I think there's always going to be that sort of arena, uh, Roman Colosseum aspect, and I think you can do it. I really think you could. Could do it be it. all dilapidated, and you encourage the crowd like, "Hey, could you wear the wrestling shirts you've owned for like 15 years that have a lot of holes in them?" Yeah, I mean, it would be. Don't show up like looking nice. Could you please look as crappy as you could? Ponytails only, please. It'd be the equivalent of watching a uh, pay per view match. But framed around the Thriller music video. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of thrillers, what a thrill this week that we have this treat for you. Presented by Tom Anstey of Wrestling Memes. You guys know Wrestling Memes. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Memes. And on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Memes. The best memes on the internet. So Comedy funny. on the internet? Get with it. Get with it, guys. Yeah. Get with it. Get with it. Um, we've been friends for a long time, uh, we, we had adventures last year around this time at the Rumble and doing, a, a Progress Wrestling, and now, uh, Tom brings us another great interview with Global Force Wrestling's Jeff Jarrett. So now I am joined, uh, by a man who has, he's founded multiple promotions, uh, he's just helped, uh, well, helped to host one of the biggest events, well, the biggest event of 2015 so far, because it was on the 4th of January, which is a good effort, uh, and that is the founder of Global Force Wrestling, 
Jeff Jarrett. How are we doing on this fight? Well, evening for me, morning for you. How's it, how's it going? Good evening, Tom. I'm doing quite well. Uh, always love chatting with uh, my, my, my UK friends. And so looking forward to talking uh, Russell Kingdom 9, Global Force Wrestling, and any other uh, lighthearted topic you would like to talk about <laughs> oh well i've got i've got a great list here you wait for it um we'll start yeah. we'll start we'll start with wrestle kingdom uh because uh, i think i'm probably in a boat where i have always wanted to watch japanese wrestling but i've never been able to get over the japanese commentary it's just distracted me so much i don't enjoy the wrestling as much and global force has has come in made everybody else in the world aware that this this thing is here and then they've gone, oh, and by the way, if you want to listen to it and don't want to get annoyed by not being able to understand the commentary, here's Matt Stryker and Jim Ross. I mean, how, how do you think it went? Because for me, it was exactly what I've always wanted for Japanese wrestling. Uh, you sort of summed it up very, very well in, in that, you know, um, going back to last year in April when New Japan and, and Global Force sat down and strategized and, you know, we realized real quickly that the Dome Show was the, the best thing to, you know, to take off. Uh, to lead with, and, and then the next step was, okay, who's going to be the English commentary? And when you had Jim Ross available, uh, it was a no-brainer. Uh, and so we were very blessed and grateful that we got him on board, and then the next step was Matt Stryker. And then coming out of uh, this this past Sunday, I, I couldn't be more elated with the tag team that they were. They, they complimented each other very well, and, and Jim Ross, uh, once again, proved simply why he is – you know, very easy to say, he's the best. Uh, and, and what an event that he got to call. He couldn't have been more excited and energized. It was four hours of, of, of top to bottom, ten great matches. Uh, and, 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 and all the credit goes to the New Japan roster. Just, you know, uh, Jim Ross had four hours, and he said it. He had four hours of action. Back, it was a career highlight for him, he has stated. And and with the with the event in general, how how do you think it came across to? Because it was a completely new audience that was seeing this. Basically, I mean, you know, Japan obviously they they knew exactly what was going on, but to the rest of the world, this is something well almost brand new. Like I I've you know going to see independent UK shows. I've seen a few of these Japanese guys, but maybe like Shinsuke Nakamura for example. I'd seen him wrestle a couple of independent shows in the UK, but maybe out of his element. And his match with Ibushi just blew me away it was the best match i think of the night and you know a couple of things like that where they're just it's it's completely new uh, how do you think it came across to the new audience well, well you know i don't really think my opinion matters um, <laughs> you were on the card but what matters is, is the feedback and the overwhelmingly 99.999 percent positive feedback uh is 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 how you know? I, we couldn't be more ecstatic or elated with the feedback, and, and that's what matters. And, and from top to bottom, um, just the, the fans continue to rave about it. And you know, we're right in the middle of the the replays, and the replay numbers keep coming in, and, and they're good. And, and and you know, just the buzz. The, the the world, in my opinion, the world the world of wrestling is still buzzing off of this past Sunday. And what are we now? Four days later, uh, when we're recording this, and so. Uh, the feedback has been awesome. Uh, I, I think the uh, old fans or the, the hardcore fans or the fans that this was not new to were very happy. But like you just said, the new fans, that this was their first touch of the Bullet Club and their first touch of 
uh, Tanahashi and Okada and Nakamura and Ibushi and Naito and, and, and Tenzin and Kojima, and I could go on and on. Uh, just overwhelmingly rave reviews. And uh, did, you, did you have, you're not allowed to pick yourself in this one though, did you have a favorite match? Oh, absolutely. Me and you are on the exact same page. I have, uh, you know, I guess I have one and one A because uh, the first match is Nakamura. The presence that he showed when he came out, had the crown on, and, and king of strong style, and, and just how theatrical and what a presence and how much charisma he showed walking down. That, down that, the out, ramp. that outfit he was wearing was amazing. I, he looked like the Statue I, of Liberty. I loved it. And, and then the thing that I loved the most is that when he stepped into the ring and, and the bell rung, you talk about a, a complete change. I mean, he, he went from theatrical to I'm going to rip this guy's head off. And, and he did on multiple occasions. <laughs> uh, and so that's really the essence to me uh, of, of pro wrestling is larger than life characters. And Nakamura is without a doubt. But then he shifted right into aggressive, hard-hitting, uh, really, really focused, great professional wrestler. And, and then the next match was, you know, when you are, I have, have, have heard the buzz of nine consecutive, really, really good matches, and you're number 10, Tanashi and Okada, they really had the weight of the world on their shoulders. They, they knew they had to rise to the occasion, and they did. Mm. Um, and, and, and that's really, to me, a testament to just how good those guys really, really are. A lot of people in that position, that would have been a very difficult task to to close out that show. Uh, but boy, they did. And Tanahashi, he, he's the man. Yeah, again, both both those two matches were we're definitely on the same page. We're number one and two there. I think I was going for, I was going above Nakamura and then Tanahashi, but both matches I agree. I, I agree. blew me away. I, I, I agree. Okay, so we're saying over uh, an astounding success. It's gone really well. Uh, what's next with New Japan? and Global Force. Is there going to be another one of these on the cards, or how long would it be till the next one? How would that work? We are, uh, short answer is stay tuned. Uh, but, you know, the long answer is right now we are in the middle of, uh, like I said, we're, this is Thursday, the first Thursday after January 4th, and we're, mm. me and you are talking, and that we're, we're compiling data, we're doing our force mortem, we're, 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 we're meeting and, and, and getting as much data, not just numbers, but feedback and, and, and looking through all the technical side of things, all the social media uh, data, just as much data as we put together. And we have already been in discussions with New Japan about next steps. Uh, everyone left Tokyo from the Global Force team, very excited. Everyone, we had you know two meetings before we left. And the show was over at 8 o'clock local time Sunday night in, in Tokyo, and we were on a plane the next day at 4 o'clock. So uh, for us to squeeze in uh, two meetings in, in, in less than 24 hours about Next Steps, uh, I thought was pretty impressive of the entire group <laughs> with everything that went into it. But we're, we're strategizing, and we will be making announcements in, in the weeks and months to come uh, about Next Steps. We're very excited. Though. Okay, so if you, just one final thing for Japan and Global Force, just more Jim Ross and Matt Stryker doing commentary so I can watch more of it, please, because it was just... I, lo I loved every second of it. It was so good. I, I it just, was. And, you know, when you... When you Got a guy like Jim Ross that is, you know, just to say he had a Hall of Fame career almost doesn't do it justice. Mm. But, you know, all the main events that he's called and, and, and the WrestleManias and the just his entire, you know, the WCW Clash of Champions back in the day. Uh, for all of the events that he's been a part of and for him to say that 
you know, he enjoyed walking that aisle, sitting down right at ringside, calling four hours of professional wrestling, the black hat on, um, you know, him, him talking and raving about the last three matches and, and just the pacing of the show and that, that him and, you know, Matt Stryker and just everything that went into it. For him to call it one of his career highlights really does that show justice. And, and, and the, the folks who haven't seen it, uh, you could go to the Flips app still right now. Uh, you can watch it. It's a video on demand the entire month of January. Um, and and it is, it's, it's, it's truly, if you're a wrestling fan, uh, a can't miss event. Um, you, you just don't want to miss it. It's that special. And I would completely agree with that. It was just, it's, well, as I said, best pay-per-view I've seen this year, despite the fact I've only seen one, but still, I, it counts. <laughs> well, let me ask you, I'll, 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 I'll flip you. Go on. Uh, I'll flip, I'll flip the, the interview side on you. I'll interview and ask you a question. All right, I'm ready. Was there, in your opinion, was there a better show in 2014? <sighs> That's a tough question. You know what? The only show I think... I've enjoyed more than that. No, actually, probably I'd say it was on par with the um, the, that, the NXT pay per view in December. And then Got there's it. only one show I've enjoyed more, which was an independent show uh, in England for Progress Wrestling. Apart from, but I mean, you know, top three in the last year. It was I have no complaints about it. Let's put it that way. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, and I yeah I'm thoroughly looking forward to seeing more of New Japan because considering that's my first taste, it's been a glowing review so far. Um, Good. So let's move on to what is next for Global Force. You've 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 done New Japan now. What's the next step? When's the next time we'll see a Global Force event? Well, uh, you know, uh, like all the other information that we have uh, released back since last April seventh, two thousand fourteen, is that we'll release the information when we believe the time is right. And uh, uh, the short answer is again, stay tuned. Uh, the long answer is. You can, you can really take a step back and, and, and look at our philosophy because, you know, step one of this process was, um, or, or, or the first major big step was, you know, Global Force presenting a, 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 a product that was brand new uh, to not only the North American scene, but, you know, we're, uh, you're based in the uh, United Kingdom. And so, mm -hmm. you know, brand new. So we, we have a different philosophy. If you listen to the broadcast, the JR and, and Matt Stryker, we recognized other promotions. There was there was Ring of Honor talk. There there was yeah. guys background, and, and, and you know he held championships in this promotion and this promotion, and, and just the, the, how they stair stepped up. And and that's a part of our philosophy that we we truly believe that we, you know not only are we gonna recognize promotions but help promote and talk about and and, and not let the wrestling fan believe that uh, you know we're living in this bubble. And, and that the only promotion that exists is one promotion. So that, mm. that's our philosophy, and we're going to continue that. Uh, we've got uh, a, a pretty big announcement by this time this airs. It may already be out about South Africa, uh, but that's coming up in the next couple of weeks with the Global Force uh, promotion and event uh, down at the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium. Uh, and then we have domestic uh, announcements coming up as, as well as uh, based on sponsorships and live events. And then we've got – the, you know, the big one, the, the distribution announcement coming up in, in the weeks and months to come. And uh, you've, you've mentioned there about, um, you know, recognizing other companies. Is Global Force's goal then, is it to be like, uh, say, how the NWA is? Or is it more of a thing where it's, this is what's here and we want to work with them and we'll, we'll come with them and they'll go to us? Is, what kind of, is it to bring all the companies under one umbrella or is it to 
be the kind of the body for all those for all those companies? Well, I mean, we, we, I think uh, one of your fellow Brits actually coined the term uh, standalone. We, you know, we, we are in the we are in the phase of rolling out. Um, you know, uh, in the weeks to come and months to come, our roster, uh, our venue, where our shows are going to be held, who's going to be sponsors, everything that goes with quote unquote a standalone promotion. But part and parcel of that it is also, uh, you know, dating back to last April when we named our first partnership and, and alliance it was triple a based out of mexico yeah uh and and new japan was the next one and then the leading independent promotions around the world and there's more independent promotions to be announced in, in the weeks and months to come but you know it's going to be the answer to your question is both we're going to be you know our own promotion but uh, it's you know continue these partnerships and presenting different styles and, and like i said multiple times on the interview rounds going into wrestle kingdom nine a big goal of ours is to connect the fan bases mm. and new Japan has a fan base. And now, you know, in, in certain ways, uh, you know, Tom, you're connected to that fan base because, because you are a new new Japan fan. Yeah. And that's, I, 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 I think that's very important. And I think it's, it's a big part of our philosophy. Okay. So, so, uh, so you think global force, it's going to be its own promotion on top of everything. Um, obviously, yes. you haven't you haven't uh, announced your roster yet, but let's do let's do some some fantasy fantasy signings now, okay? So I, I want you to sign a. Uh, let's just say these these are the titles. This I know that they might not end up being the titles, but let's say we've got a world champ, we've got intercontinental champion, a tag team champion, and a women's champion. Who do you pick for each of those? So first we'll go with the, we'll go for the women's champion. Who would you pick for your women's champion? Now Tom, let's get real here. Do you really think I'm going to give you that kind of information? You'd love to. <laughs> All right, let's say out of... I, I, let, I, I respect you. I respect you for asking, but, you know, those type of questions. All right. When, how, we, roll the, when we roll out the roster, uh, you'll know soon enough. How about we say that they have, they can be retired champions then? They can't... They're non-active. Let's do a non-active one. Let's oh, just, you love getting lighthearted. Yeah, uh, I do. Come on. A retired women's wrestler is going to be your women's champion. Who, who do you bring Moolah. out? But she's Moolah. in her prime. All right, so we've got Moolah. That's a pretty the good fabulous, choice for women's champion. Fabulous Moolah. All right, and then we're going to have the dream tag team in their prime. Oh, wow. Good question. Uh, woo, buddy. Uh, <laughs> you know, Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express in their heyday was, you know, in the 80s, they were really, really. Uh, Ray Stevens. Um, Pat Patterson, uh, they were a fantastic tag team. Um, I tell you what, Ko Kojima and Tenzin in their prime were fantastic tag team. Two guys that I wrestled uh, just this past Sunday. Um, that's to name a few. Uh, you know, uh, the Wild Samoans back in the day uh, out of the WWF. Mm. Uh, the, the, you know, they obviously had strong lineage in this business, and, and from The Rock to uh, Rikishi to do manga, you know, uh, they, they, there's always been some great tag teams from the Wild Samoans. Uh, I could go on and on about tag teams. I can't believe you haven't said Tom and Jeff Jarrett. That would have been a great tag team. <laughs> there you go. That that, could, they, that See, we can be the first tag team champions for, for Global Force. There we go. That's sorted. Right. That's the first right. announcement. Back in the day, it was the, the Can-Am connection, Canadian and American. So this would sort of be the the Britain-America connection. Is that what you're going... That's the angle you're taking this? Yes, exactly. We'll be like the United Nations or something like that. Perfect. <laughs> We're going to be champions. It'll be great. You'll, you'll probably have to do most of the wrestling because, you know, I haven't quite learned how to do headlocks and stuff yet, but I'll well, pick that you're up. Not, you're not much of a partner. What do you bring to the table then? 
charisma. Oh, okay. I'll be like, it'll be like, that, you that, know. That the quarter might get you a cup of coffee today. Perfect. That'll do. There That'll do. Go. Tag team champion and a cup of coffee. Right. So, where were we? Uh, Intercontinental champion, obviously. Retired Intercontinental champion. Who are you going to pick for your IC champion in their prime? Oh, well, when you, when you think back, I, I believe Randy Savage was the best Intercontinental champion. Um, Shawn Michaels up in his prime was a, a really, really good Intercontinental champion. Um, those probably two, you know, Savage was incredible. The, 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 you know, during that era, the, the business was red hot. And, and Randy Vaughn, not just, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say he, he, but he had that element, of, much like Nakamura. Uh, you know, a lot of pageantry, a lot of charisma uh, walking down the aisle. But when the bell rang, Savage would knock your head off in a minute. Okay, and uh, finally, of course, we got our uh, Global Force Wrestling traveled through time, back in his prime, world champion. Who's the champion? Well, you you, you, you gotta if you can do a mix. We're playing this game. Yeah. Uh, the longevity of Bruno San Martino is truly incredible in the box office that he that he you know I don't know how many guard Madison Square Garden sellouts he had. If you could combine him and Hulk Hogan, uh, wow, what a uh, world champion you would have. Uh, and then maybe throw in a little bit of a, a Ric Flair. So those three in their prime, uh, you could do some business for many, 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 many years. All right. I, think, I still think that Tom and Jeff Jarrett as the United Nations sounds like the best t- champion in that list. But I think you're, I think you're on to something. <laughs> well, um, you've got, you got to have the – if we're playing your lighthearted game, okay. you also got to have uh, – You've got your tag, you've got your female, and you've got your heavyweight. So I guess we've got to go to whatever you want to call it, junior heavyweight, high okay. flyer. Uh, it, it goes without saying, sort of the guys that really uh, broke the mold and took things to another level were in that era of the, the you know, mid-'80s when you had Tiger Mask and, and Jushin Liger and, and, and guys like that that, that really raised the game of, of you know, um, and there's Lucha Libre, mm. uh, Lucha Libre stars that we can name as well. So, uh, but Tiger Mask, uh, you know, uh, and now that we're on this brick, you, you got him. Uh, Dynamite Kid in, in his prime was incredible in Japan. It sounds like a pretty good promotion. I'll be honest. I think we, I think we've sorted it. There be, you go. We're going to be millionaires. <laughs> we just got to get them all together in their prime. We ought to invent a time machine first, but I mean, we get, we get Literally, you just stole my line. If you can invent that time machine, uh, you're hired without <laughs> a doubt. Right. I, well, you know, I've got your Skype now, so when I get this time machine, I'll call you back and I'll be like, you got it. Jeff, I'm ready, and we'll we'll start it. Perfect. Right. So back to England because that's where I am currently sitting in a very cold, wet, dark room. Well, the room's not wet, obviously, but outside it's wet. Um, there are a couple. Are you, are you are you based in London? Where are you based? I am about an hour north of London uh, in a small town called Royston. Um, which is near, oh, what's it near? No, London's probably yeah, the closest that, thing. That, that, you can't get there from here is what I hear. So, no, it's, <laughs> I, I bet it is cold. What's cold in Nashville, Tennessee today as well. The low was three uh, Fahrenheit, so pretty chilly day. Oh, how many Fahrenheit? I get confused between Fahrenheit and Celsius. Fahrenheit's so that's like, like, that's like uh, 20 below. Oh, wow, that is cold. Yeah. yeah it's All right, it's, cold. Cold, it's colder at your end than it is ours. We're just wet, yes. and, wet and miserable. You're just cold. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're both cold and miserable. And on that note, England. Um, <laughs> um, we've 
got over here global force has signed um a few a few deals with promotions here uh, i can't remember them all off the top of my head but i do know that there's a uh, new generation wrestling in hull and there's revolution pro wrestling based out of uh kent area. Yes. um is this a thing where you are you going to be doing similar things you've done with new japan there or how how will your relationship with english companies work well obviously it's not just the english companies yeah uh, partnered with australia independent promotions as well. Obviously, they don't have the dome shows and, 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 and the mega events, but what they do have is some of the best independent, they're, they're, they're a place to showcase the best independent uh, wrestling, uh, you know, from Europe. Uh, we partner with WXW yeah. in, in Germany as well. Uh, we're looking at organizations in Port Portugal and Spain as we speak, uh, in France as well. Um, but, you know, these, these, you know, these, these promotions have great, unsigned talent, I'll call them free agents. And so, you know, we're looking to add members to our roster. The roster's going to be very diverse internationally, as well as when we get up and running, uh, you know, have Global Force stars appear on these shows. So in, in the short answer would be a talent exchange. Uh, but we also would get, we want to help mm. um, these independent promotions grow and thrive. And, and at the end of the day, bottom line is help them make money because it only helps the industry. Yeah. Okay. And uh, now we're going to go a bit um, to the, the, well, I say goofy questions. I'm going to tell you about my favorite thing in TNA ever, which was MMA Jeff Jarrett. Whenever I'm slightly depressed, I will go on YouTube and find the clip of you teaching children MMA. And yes. it just makes me just incredibly happy to watch. That's one of my favorite things in I, wrestling I, I, ever. I like that. I'm a good guy. I enjoy <laughs> sharing my wealth, vast wealth of knowledge of the mixed martial arts. And so I like to pass that on to the younger generation. <laughs> and, and, and those kids were, were you know, a little up, you know, or like, you know, England kids, bratty at times. So <laughs> I just had to get them back in line and, and really teach them the fundamentals. Didn't hurt them, pushed it right up to that uh, limit. Some kids are tougher than others. And I tried to find out who really wanted it, who didn't. But, but I appreciate that. And, and, you know, on that note, I, I'm sure you recognize that, uh, Double J MMA, I retired undefeated, and you Kurt did. Angle is is on my list of you know of, of, of wins. Well, you see, this this brings me to my next question because Double J MMA is possibly one of my favorite things ever in wrestling, and I feel personally like he could you know maybe one day come out of retirement just maybe for one more MMA fight. Uh, could this happen in Global Force? Uh, well, Al, I don't know about Global Force. There may be some independent promotion around the country that would be willing to, to you know, make uh, Double J MMA come out, put the gloves on again, get the ankles taped up, uh, get back into my six-week uh, dojo training, and, and you know, got to have the training. It, it, it might not take me six weeks. It may take me four weeks to get back in prime MMA shape. Uh, but but you know, who knows? I don't think you'll see it in Global Force. Matter of fact, I know you won't see it in Global Force, but you never know the right opponent at the right time for the right price. And, you know, Tom, maybe you – that's maybe your job. Instead of us being a tag team, maybe you could be like my agent and you could source out the right opponent, the right price. Uh, and I, I'm right on the podcast. I'm going to give you free will to do that throughout, uh, you know, uh, the United Kingdom. All right. I'm thinking maybe Grado from Scotland would be a good MMA opponent for you. So I'll see what I can do for that. I, could he make my weight class – because, you know, I don't, I, I stay within my weight class. I, I, I if I have to, I, I will uh, let, you know, a heavyset fella uh, 
step into my weight class. But but you know I, that, that those terms would have to be negotiated right. Well, I mean, Grado does enjoy the Buffet King. He's admitted this in the past. But I, I think I think it would be a, a, a pretty a pretty good fight between you two. You'd think it'd be a pretty good fight. Yeah. I, 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 I think I could make him tap in under a minute. Would be my guess. All right. So so what we've heard here is that Jeff Jarrett thinks he can make Grado tap out in a minute. I'm going to have to tell Grado this and see what he says. Uh, I'm sure. I'm look, I, I look forward to his response. I think we're planting the seeds here for the next main event of a independent pay-per-view somewhere around the world. You never know. Well, there we go. Uh, right, so just one final question, because, you know, you're a busy man. You've got a, a whole global force of wrestling to sort out in the world. I'm, I'm doing things with my hands here that's trying to show the whole world, but it's not really I, I transferring this. onto the podcast. <laughs> I, I, I'm enjoying this. You know, I've, I've done a lot of... Uh, serious and i love talking wrestle kingdom now i love talking global force wrestling but you know to end this podcast today and you're lighthearted i i i kind of appreciate it Tom. so what is your final oh, that's question good right so in fact you've probably had this quite a few times but i still want to ask it so you have hit a lot of people with guitars uh who was the most satisfying person to hit over the, the head with a guitar and who is the person that you one day want to hit over the head with the guitar who you have not hit over the head with the guitar? Oh, I'll answer the last question first. Tom right. Anst Anstey. That, that's, that's who I would prefer. What, um, just, you, just, I'll just be walking around in the street and you just smash me over the head with a guitar? Um, I would prefer to do it more in a, a, a real public setting, like a wrestling ring. I prefer that, but I, it's not okay. mandatory. All right. So... If we, if you, can you work? Do you think you can arrange that? I can, I can make that happen. I think, I think, but you know, it, it might be that I catch the guitar and then hit you over the head with it. I mean, who knows? It could. This is I wrestling. Don't believe, this I, I don't happened. believe that's going to happen. Well, uh, well, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Yeah. Who would be my favorite? Uh, it's really hard to name one. There's such a diverse crew over the years, from you know, from Ric Flair to Kevin Nash to Scott Hall to Beetlejuice to Gary Coleman to uh, <laughs> Moolah. Uh, you know, Ben Stiller got him in the figure four. The, the list goes on and on. It's a who's who, uh, <laughs> but so it's hard to really name one. Do you do you have a personal favorite that I did? Oh, Sharp Boy. Uh, God, I can't. I, I don't have a personal favorite. I just enjoy watch. I think that the guitar shot is my favorite uh, hardcore weapon, just on the basis that when somebody gets hit with that guitar, it just explodes over their head, and it just—it's the best thing ever. I, I, Tanahashi, I, I can, I can, I'll end this on a, a on a note about New Japan. That's what we're here to talk about. And, the, and I found this out uh, days after it had taken place. But when I became a member of the Bullet Club and I hit Tanahashi with the guitar, mm. um, his kid was in tears for 30 minutes afterwards. Oh, so that you, made me feel real good. You heartless person. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's what it's all about. Oh, Let well. it lose. Well, in, in that case, I think that's a perfect place to wrap it up. Jeff Jarrett making children cry. It's, uh, it's, it has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And uh, I, hope, I hope we do this again because this has been a fun conversation. Tom, I appreciate your time today. I really do. Um, you told me when this was airing. So by the time this airs, it's only going to be you know, a few days remaining. If, you, if you're on the fence and still on the fence since January 4th and haven't had an opportunity to watch Wrestle Kingdom 9, I strongly challenge you to watch uh, in my opinion, uh, it is, you know, not only uh, a, a great event, maybe the best event of 2015. We've got 11 minutes to go. 
but it, it's truly an event of a lifetime. It's one of those shows that will, uh, without a doubt, in my opinion, stand up to the test of time over the years to come. And I would completely back that up. Thank you for being on, Jeff. And uh, and that's I think that's about it. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Cheers. Cheers. I really like that conversation a lot. Me too. Uh, I said this uh, last week. I'm sort of, I never ca- called myself a Jeff Jarrett fan until MMA Jeff Jarrett. And then, like, I think I like hearing him discuss the business and talk about it from a sort of uh, educated experience sort of way. Yeah, because that guy's been everywhere. When you really think about it, you go, God, he's been everywhere. Where yeah. Everybody knows everybody. And when you hear it, yeah, he's, he's a really kind guy. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Maybe he's not. But him and Tom, you know. It's... Well, he's a businessman. It, like, the whole yeah. thing to me reads as a businessman. It starts off, like, we sort of, like, I hope we're going to have this very sort of, uh, what's the word he used? Um, lighthearted. Lighthearted, yeah. I mean, so immediately, I don't think it's going to be a lot of curveballs, like, which my thing was like, what is global force and how does it work? Yeah. <laughs> explain this. Explain this to me. And honestly, this I This is a Ponzi scheme. After, after hearing this and rereading, like, what I know about global force, it's like, it's very obviously a promotion that is building. It is a, it is just a promotion, just like any other, but yeah. this is in the sense that they've really made it an effort to unify things and unify ideas. And one of my favorite things he says is, wrestling is not in a bubble and we're not trying to show fans that it is. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Okay, Because one of the things we do, that we mentioned on the show before, we do improv and we're in that community. And sometimes uh, doing improv comedy in Los Angeles area, it's not really a, a, a kind community. It's not really an accepting community. It's, uh, it can be selfish. It can be very clicky, um, but we've always tried to do shows where we involve other people and we meet people and get them involved, and we host a show and invite other groups to play. It's a team. It's team comedy, and it, the best stuff is when everybody's like making everybody else look good. Yeah, you don't want to go to a show where you're getting the vibe of pockets of people are laughing because you're only watching the people you like and enjoying that. Or that person thinks that they're saving the show every time they say something. Yeah, and Jeff Jarrett is taking that approach of uh, building the community. Yeah. It doesn't have to be so shut off. It doesn't have to be everybody uh, on their own, surviving on their own. Um, it's it's really refreshing. It's really nice to hear. I hope it's not, uh, like, I don't think it is, but there's always that belief that it's sort of either leeching or globbing talent and just sort of trying to build a roster from mm-hmm. that. But just because it's, it's, like, the fact that it's doing the cross-promotion to me is what's so exciting. I don't know what the history is. I don't know if big sort of companies would do a cross-promotion and then absorb everything. I don't think that's the case. The cross-promotion right. to me is sort of like, hey, you've got talent. Let's, let Let's, us showcase it. Let, yeah. So everything give us, grows. Give us a couple of your guys so they can be on our show, which has a bigger spotlight. And then from there, people will see that guy and go, wait, where does he wrestle all the time? And then check out your thing. It's, that's, ho- that's hopefully the idea, I would think. For so many jokes we made about this before... Wrestle Kingdom 9 blew me out of the water. And the fact that Global Force was even associated with it and yeah. working as part of it, I like we're talking about like a crystallization of legitimacy for me overnight. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm awesome, I'm there. You know what I'd really like to see, though, in vignettes of whatever the Global Force wrestling vignettes or television is? Mm-hmm. I really want to see Karen being there, always at his side, 
and him having like board meetings and somebody just not getting it. God, it'd be great if it was us. Like, uh, uh, Mr. Jarrett, uh, I think we have some great ideas. Uh, yeah. Perhaps we could yeah. uh, scoop up, uh, you know, just give him like really dumb ideas. Yeah. Um, and then Karen, guitar. <laughs> she just hands him a She <laughs> licks open a guitar and it's a satin lined case. Uh, and she yeah. takes it out and just like, you know, you're undoing the tile, nervous, like, Oh, well, Scott, that's a that's a steel guitar. Those uh, those dent. <laughs> I just thought maybe we could get uh, the Nitro Girls back. You know, like maybe the Global Girls. <laughs> that idea is done. Point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be great to see. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like Global Force is one of those things I'm excited about again. And like mm-hmm. now with Destination America, it's a reboot. One of the few times I actually get excited about a reboot, besides like Robocop. Know, Besides, I haven't seen it. Steve, it's good. All right, all right. Uh, when we first heard about it, I, I hoped Michael Keaton was the new Robocop. Oh, God, me too. How great would that be? Voiced by Peter Weller. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Peter Weller shows up as the old Robocop, and Michael Keaton's Son. the new Robocop. Yeah. Ugh. That'd be amazing. So, that's what I like right now. Robocop and Global Force. Uh, so, thank you, Tom, for that. That was fantastic, of course. Wrestling memes on Facebook and on Twitter. Get you some. It is time for jerk tweets. Every week, send us your hashtag jerk tweets. So go to Twitter, follow us at Curtain Jerks, and send us your questions, your comments, whatever you want. Uh, recently, we received a picture of an action figure with a banana. Yep, those dang old bananas. Those dang old bananas. They're good. They're not great. Yeah. Uh, do you ever have a Do you ever have a good orange, Scott? Steve, today I had a fantastic orange okay. at Chang's. I'm happy to hear that. Chang's is the Chinese food restaurant I went to earlier today. That's right. Uh, GT2010 says, You may tweet one inappropriate insult-laced tweet to any wrestler. Who do you choose? Why? And what do you say? Ooh. Well, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> this is tough, because this is, this is something that I, I fear... Probably for no good reason. You well, know how people take, uh, you know, sanctity in the internet of it's safe and you can you can bash anybody you not want. Not at all. You can call them fat. You can call them lazy. Freedom of speech does not free you from the freedom of responsibility or ramifications of speech. What what responsibilities are there on Twitter? Come on, everybody can read it. Oh, it's just sure, but I we don't go that route. That's our thing. Like we don't we're not mean spirited. We joke a lot and we do all that stuff, but. Well, this is, this is a very big uh, prerequisite for us to explain why we're about to call Rikishi so fat. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> damn! He's looking pretty trim. <laughs> yeah, for a guy who's got a fat ass. Um, I remember when he came back as that bad guy after it was revealed that he hit so cold in the car. I did the rock. Yeah, and he, was, he started wearing those big leather jackets, and I was like, man... That is a big leather jacket, uh-huh. but it looks really slim and like slimming on Rikishi. <laughs> That's black, you know. Hey, black. I think it was also red. It was like he had a couple different versions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Who do I call out uh, with it? And it's got, it's got to be inappropriate. Something just something. Uh, Something that's upsetting. I'm going to ruin someone's day, potentially. Yeah, man. Or I'm going to be put in my place. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe I try and go after somebody, and they're like, oh, oh you no. Get, you get flamed super bad. Mm-hmm. Super bad. Yeah, I get served, if you will. Uh, I don't. I don't want that for you, Scott. I refuse. Here's here's what I got. Okay. I'm going to tweet the road dog. 
Woo, Jesse James? Yeah, Road Dog Jesse James. One of my favorites of all time. And I'm going to say, I did know. I got you. I did know. you got to be careful, Scott. He might tear the sleeves off your shirt with your arms still in them. I did know. My ass doesn't know how to use a phone. Grow up. Well, that's what I'm going to say. That's pretty messed up because I need, like it's, a, it's, it's mean from you, but it's also, uh, I feel for you because you're coming from such a cold... Uh, painful place. It sounds like you had a really tough time. You knew, but you couldn't tell anybody. And then, and then I, I think about it, and I get you know that feeling when you're like, oh, I should have said this too. And I go, wait, it's Twitter. I can't. I'm gonna tweet again. And I go, I will suck nothing of yours, all in capitals. Oh, that's good. That's mm -hmm. good. I'm honestly suck what? Uh, that's that's my that's my addendum to the tweet. Uh, suck it. What is it? What is it, sir? That's why I wish to suck nothing of it. Yeah, which I, I empty my pipe at you, sir. I don't care if he has popsicles. I will not suck yeah, your popsicles, yeah, road I, dog. No, thank you. And Mr. Ass, don't care. Don't care for that. Mr. Butts is where it's at. Oh, are you going after Mr. Ass? Are you tweeting Mr. Ass? Yeah, and, yeah. And you know what I am because sometimes. Uh, I think the New Age outlaws need to be put into place. I think sometimes outlaws need to be put out to know that if they're going to be that New Age, they're not going to have crystals, and they're not going to be using weird meters to let everybody know about their energy powers, then I want to know that their outlaws is that they're outlawing the New Age ideology, all right? So I'm going to let them know that if they're going to be doing some sort of Reiki massage, that the only crystals they're going to get are they're going to be the ones in my Pop Rocks that I'm going to be chewing while I'm laughing at them from home, while I watch that shoot DVD you showed me that one time. Man. That's so 132 characters for you. Yeah, that's that's a shame that you're limited to so many characters. You're abbreviating everything and just using the <laughs> yeah. first gob, letter gob, gob, bob, gob, bob, bob, gob. Yeah, and they would figure it out over time. Yeah. Over much decryption and then saying, what podcast was it? And then going back and listening. Yeah, and then, well, what podcast? I'll give them a fame master, but those guys still low rung. It's going to be just a... Middling answer. Mm hmm Yeah. And they would be putting their point. God, GT2010, you got us all worked up. God, God dang it. This is the most mean-spirited podcast that there isn't. Yeah, call your mom, because she's going to have to console you after this. <laughs> New Age Outlaws. Slash New Age Outlaws. <laughs> slash one of the greatest things ever. Yeah. Exciting times, Scott. Why? Exciting There's times we live in. Nothing else that's going on. Oh, is there? The iPad's already invented, Steve. What else oh, well, look. If you didn't invent the iPad, you're going to wish you did. Because how are you going to tell all your friends with your giant, moderately priced tablet that Macho Man Randy Savage is going to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah! And we're not talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio. We're talking about the WWE Hall of Fame, which happens the night before WrestleMania, or so says Wikipedia. <laughs> Available like, on truncated form on USA. I like when you give out more facts that you get nasalier. <laughs> That's the only way I can focus enough to say it. <laughs> uh, when my voice gets real low down here, I'm just very comfortable. But when I have to think about the War of 1812, <laughs> if there is a war in 1812... Is that the war that's not in 1812? Yeah, it's, they call it the War of 1812 because that's how many soldiers were involved. Very confusing. It took place in 1949. Oh, so strange. In the West Bank. Uh... Yeah, that's a big deal. It's finally happening. That's the that's the wish list of everybody is that Macho Man goes in. Is Triple H also being inducted this year? 
Is that what I heard? Nothing else has been announced. Yes, Steve, that's probably what you've heard. Okay, but it's... But so far, it's just Macho Man. So far, it's, well, just, it's, just, it's just Macho Man. Okay. And there's also controversy about the fact that Hulk Hogan's inducting him. Why? I, I Scott, don't know. I don't they know were the mega are. powers. I, I know this. I'm surprised you do. Oh, yeah, I barely do. <laughs> I, honestly, when I said why, I was, I was like... They were the I, honestly everything I just said was a hundred percent honest. Like they were the mega powers. What's the deal? What's the big deal? Um, you know, I know there's a rap album. True. Involving Savage dissing Hogan. True. Con- uh, probably twelve tracks of dissing. That's why Biggie got shot. Is that why? No. Oh. <laughs> WCW doesn't have that kind of. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, well, we haven't had him on here in a while. I thought we should get Macho Man to talk about this. He's also on a clipboard. Do you want me to... Oh, I can't call him on the black phone. No, he's uh, been up in the cat tree the whole time, like, ready to do an elbow. Oh! Macho Man, get down from up there! Well, all right, I'm kidding. I just thought someone might leave me in a and I uh, put an elbow on him. I know. Huh. Uh, Macho Man, nobody needs to get knocked out on the podcast today. Well, sometimes it needs to happen. Macho Man Randy Savage, thank you so much for joining us on Curtain Tricks today. Thanks. Uh, my knees were hurting up there. Yeah, yeah you were perched. Yeah, you're you perched, perched and crouched for a long time. I was waiting to stand up and put my two fingers up. You were in full Spider-Man. Bonesaw, yeah. Yeah, yeah multiple inductions. Let's put Bonesaw in two. Oh, that would be great. Best part of the Spider-Man trilogy. All throughout. What, you didn't like seeing me in? No. Yeah, they changed it. Yeah, Sandman killed Uncle Ben. Whoops, oopsie nah, daisy. that's not okay. Dr. Octopus, Spider-Man 2, now that's... Alfred Molina. Good actor, uh, huh? Yeah, you throw me the idol, I throw you the whip. I'm uh, Dr. Octopus. That's right, that's right. Big, uh, big uh, theater guy, though, right? That Alfred Molina, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't name anything, but I would definitely... Pew obviously had a great run in different production on Broadway, right? Probably Elephant Man would be a guest, perhaps... Perhaps a mashup, the Elephant Music Man. Uh-huh. Oh, that's good. Do you was Alfred Molina Steppenwolf out of Chicago? Do you know? Uh, Lori Metcalf. Lori Metcalf. Who you're thinking Lori of. Metcalf was Lori Metcalf. I wanted her to induct me into the Hall of Fame. Oh man, she's on that new uh, show, Brian Dallas. McCarthy's. Hi. McCarthy. Yeah. Do you watch mm-hmm. that? Yeah, of course I do. It's a great show. She is fantastic she's in it. She's great. I, that's why I wanted her to induct me into the Hall of Fame. Maybe so I could meet Roseanne. Uh-huh. Do you want to meet Roseanne? And Tom me? Arnold. Yeah, my favorite couple. Would you be meeting Roseanne just to get to Tom Arnold? That's right. I don't mm-hmm. think they're together anymore. Is that right? Yeah. I'm not up to date on my Hollywood news. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm sorry. Let's. You know what? What about? Let's talk about the induction. Nobody... Anna White and Pat Sajak. There might be something going on there behind I the scenes. But sometimes I feel like they flirt a little bit. Mm-hmm, yeah. And who are these judges that Alex Trebek is always chicken in with, huh? Probably yeah, we, a lady. Uh-huh. I never see them. I neither do I. I never see them. Mm-hmm. Who's Arsenio Hall dating, huh? Uh, probably his wife, right? Uh, probably, yeah. Uh, that's not the prince. That's the prince, huh? Uh, coming to America. Yeah. God, Macho Man, always a pleasure to have you on the on the podcast. How excited are you to be inducted to WWE Hall of not very excited. What? Why not? I've been waiting a long time. Oh, do you feel like it's underwhelming now that it's been announced? It's very underwhelming. I've been waiting so long, and I've been waiting a long time, and it's finally here, and I'm just a little sleepy. Uh, but are you going to be sleepy when uh, you're inducted by Hulk Hogan? Uh, Hulk Hogan? 
I had a whole list of names that I wanted to induct me into the Hall of Fame. Well, but they're uh, they're gonna do Molly Holly. Really? Yeah. She's good. Mm, she's yeah. Uh, the Hurricane. Shane Helms. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, how great would that have been? Three count. Mm, yeah. yeah. Tate Gabbitt. Who? Uh, from the Nasty uh, three Boys? count. Oh, from the <laughs> he had a nipple shirt. Oh wow, Tate Gabbitt. Why did you see the Nasty Boys? Oh, Jamie sorry. Noble. Oh, Part yeah. of J&J Security, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. all right. Anybody but Hulk Hogan. Why I mean, not we Hulk made Hogan? amends, but I don't care. We're not friends anymore. I miss it. I miss this whole era of wrestling. The, the Mega Powers was a really big deal. The, what went of wrong? Of course, the, the name Mega was in there. Uh, yeah, it was the yeah. 80s. Mega was the ultimate. The, the penultimate. Yeah. Uh-huh. We were the best of friends. And then he went after Elizabeth, and it was all done. And then we were friends here and there, off and on. But it was a misunderstanding, wasn't it? If I understand it right. Wasn't it a misunderstanding? Of course, uh, well, yeah, it was a bit of a misunderstanding. Some people say uh, I'm a little paranoid. But, Macho Man, let's be honest. Mm. The fact that you can admit that there might have been a misunderstanding is very yeah, big of you. That's, yeah. That is very macho of you. Oh, hey, you turning it around yes. on me? Turning it around. Turning it around. Uh-huh. It's not supposed to be a trick, but there's something very macho about somebody who can recognize that there's some sort of misunderstanding. Am I right? My problem with Hulk Hogan these days is the catalog of movies we have. Uh-huh. Oh, between you and him? Yeah, I'm a little bit jealous. Uh-huh. All right, well, let's go down the list. You've got Bonesaw from Spider-Man. That's right. I've got Bolt. Disney's Bolt. Uh, that's right. That's a good one. I like that. That's it. Those are two solid... He had Sylvester Stallone induct him into the Hall of Fame. Would you? But come on. Honestly, did Hulk Hogan... I want Tobey Maguire. Uh, from Spider-Man? That's right. I want Spider-Man to induct me into the Hall of Fame. Uh, well, are, are you not considering Andrew Garfield to be Spider-Man? No, I am not. All right. If Bonesaw be... doesn't make an appearance into those movies, Andrew Garfield is dead to me. Okay. I am going to make a whole new rap album about Andrew Garfield, and now he is dead to me, no. and he is a chump Spider-Man. Do you really? He's an emo, weird Spider-Man. I don't like him. I don't like him. All right, all right. Doesn't like Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Look, I'd love to hear that album. If you're uh, if you're ever gonna if you're gonna have some uh, choice cuts that you want to preview, you're welcome to preview them on Kirk. I will. I've heard you've uh, previewed Brian Christopher cuts on here. Yeah, that's a some pretty good stuff. He's my next target. Oh. <laughs> well, my followed by that Scotty Too High. Uh, all right. Well, when Toby McGuire. Toby, Toby McGuire inducts induct Macho into Man into the Hall of Fame. All right, well. Network buys go through the roof. Everybody goes, hey, there's that guy who wrote Seabiscuit. That's so exciting. If they do have Toby McGuire, or even if they have Hogan, do you think they're going to air the entire speech of inducting you into the Hall of Fame? What, what do you mean, though? Edit well, something? So out? they edit. Freedom of speech? They edit the Hall of Fame down. It's a long sort of uh, deal. They edit it down to what, 90 minutes? On the network? Yeah. Well, they, they used to show it on cable. I don't think they'll let it in. USA. 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 Well, yeah. Brian Pro USA. It ran a hack, too. Yeah. That, I was doing. Yeah, I know. I knew you were doing a character. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to support, like. I was I was imitating the Iron Sheik. Well, I can do that again, like Macho Man doing an Iron Man. Ran Wow, that is so surreal. Can you do any other impressions? What am I, your pit monkey up no, here? Macho I'll Man. do Bone Saw. Bone Saw's ready. That's great. That is really. Can you do a Kevin Nash? Ow, my quad. <laughs> All right, Macho Man. That was that's very popular good. on the internet. That's huh? a very popular one. Or my son's out of control. <laughs> Ow, my quad. That's timely. That's very timely. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know what? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to see if I can pass along the information getting that Tobey Maguire induction to the Hall of Fame. Tobey Maguire, yeah. You should know him. We're in Hollywood. Yeah, he uh, won't return my phone calls. Well, he's uh, part of the Pussy Posse, which is Leonardo What is that? That's Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, posse. So I don't know if I can... That's not really my echelon of actors. What are you talking about? The Pussy Posse. Mm, I like the sound. Uh, in the 90s, Tobey Maguire, uh, uh, E from... Uh, Entourage, Leonardo DiCaprio, the kid from uh, um, A Christmas Story, I think. There's all those guys who call themselves the Pussy Posse because they just sort of bang models. I want them all to induct me into the Hall of Fame. It's right. the new clique. Okay, all right. Well, Macho Man, thank you very much for joining us. All I, right, It yeah. was very nice to have you. It's always a joy to see you, Macho Well, Man. big things are happening. I'm going into the Hall of Fame, and the, there's going to be great things. I'm going to get a new line of action figures and teddy bears. Really? And sports drinks. Wow. Uh, any more Slim Jims? No. Those are those are bad for you. They give you uh, high cholesterol. Don't eat those. Did you ever eat one of those? I have. Go to a doctor immediately. <laughs> Snap into a doctor. Oh, yeah. Macho Man is always a treat. That's going to be exciting. I think what fans don't understand about the Hall of Fame is that I think, from what I understand, is Hulk Hogan's inducting, like he's doing the, uh, we now are going to induct Randy Savage in, here's some stories, uh, here's the video package, and then someone else is going to do the speech. Like, it's probably Lanny, Lanny Poffo is going to come out and, like, accept. Yeah, and then Lanny will do a speech. It's not like they're giving the award to Hogan. It's not yeah. like Hogan's going to keep it. Honestly, guys, I think I'll say what we're all thinking. Uh, where's CM Punk? <laughs> why isn't CM Punk getting me? Oh, Global Force Champion! Yeah, Global Force Champion. CM That's Punk. why Jeff Jarrett wouldn't say anything. Speculation abounds. It's CM Punk. Uh, you There's know, a better chance of CM Punk, I feel like, being in Global Force because of his MMA connection now. Ah, ooh. Uh, CM Punk started his MMA training, like, last week. Jesus, I would have started that the second I signed. Yeah. That's a little scary. I think he's training out of Kansas City. Oh. Check the internet, everybody. I don't Smallville. know. Smallville. He's training with Superman. Yeah, he's training with Superman. And when we say Kansas City, we mean barbecue. <laughs> uh, you know, Jeff Jarrett had talked about everything. He talked about all the champions and everything. But, of course, uh, one of the peaks of interest of that conversation was MMA Jeff Jarrett and how he could tap out everybody. And he mentioned Grado. Yeah. And he can tap out Grado. I know Tom knows Grado. Tom knows Grado, and I, from what I hear, Tom is going to find Grado and get a response to this. So look forward to that, that Grado responds to the threats of Jeff Jarrett. That's right, guys. The legend continues. The Jeff Jarrett-Grado feud builds to a head next week. On this might be a global force wrestling main event. This may be a global here. force reckoning. Mm-hmm. That he says MMA Jeff Jarrett is gone and done. Is it? Because you may have just lit that fire, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, Bullet Club, they've got wraps for those hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Uh, I, I really hope uh, Tom gets to talk to Grado, and so look for that next week, because um, I'm sure Tom is going to deliver on that. Um, Big things happening. Uh, I guessed on Wrestling Padre Slamcast this week. Check that out on Nerdist and on iTunes. Stephanie McMahon was the guest on there. Whoa. So we got promoters galore going on here. Scott, what did you say to Stephanie McMahon? I didn't. Dale talked to her exclusively. Uh, but I was there around the interview. Yes, basking in the warm glow of promotion. Yes, and talking about, uh, you know, joking. And uh, apparently Chuck Rice, the host, sits down to pee. So that's exciting. Oh, come on. Nah, it might happen. I do it when I'm tired. 
I do it when I play WWE Supercard. <laughs> you get that extra little time. You can't. God, if, have you ever dropped a phone in the toilet? Oh, yeah. You're keeping the phone in the breast pocket? Oh. Because that's the only way to be on speaker and then be able to hear the person. Good God. I've never done that, and it scares the hell out of me because I just think, that phone's gone. I have done it uh, once, and that phone is ruined. I caught another phone, and oh. I've also swatted another phone out of the uh, the aquatic danger zone. Wait, was it your phone, or was it another guy like, look at the dick you got there? In the, this it was phone always in a private uh, resident bathroom. It wasn't on the, it wasn't at the uh, Manhattan Center or the <laughs> Staples Center. Bobby Lashley. Whoa, nice ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, so we got that going on. We got uh, 16 Bits Podcast. If you love video games, go check that out over on SoundCloud.com slash 16 Bits Podcast. And on iTunes, that's Josh Callahan and I uh, having good times on there. Uh, Steve, you got anything coming up? Any short videos or something like that? Uh, that I've just been out? working on a lot of stuff. Nothing like nothing's done. Okay. Yeah. But a lot in the pipeline. Lots in the pipeline. Human Centipede three update. Uh, last I checked, they were uh, talking about releasing it at some point. <sighs> Steve's in the Human Centipede three. If you didn't know, we're dying to see this. He's in the centipede itself. It's so amazing. Um, so we're gonna keep you updated on that as well. And thank you again to Tom Anstey from Wrestling Memes. Facebook.com slash wrestling memes and underscore wrestling memes on Twitter. Uh, I think I said that two different ways. Wrestling underscore memes or underscore wrestling memes. Uh, Google wrestling memes. <laughs> yeah, just I'll be tweeting out about it. Tom, I'm sorry. I'm delusional. I'm so excited for Jeff Jarrett and everything that's going on. I know next week. Check it out. For Scott Narver and Steve Sears, I don't do it this way normally. <laughs> Enjoy your wrestling, kids. <laughs>just listen to another episode of curtain jerks oh this is the time where you get all 10 of your fingers they've been uh, itching and ready to go this whole time you're like I- i'm gonna wait to do this at the end of the I'm podcast gonna wait till the episode's done and then i'm gonna use these things these things i call hands yeah these things i call hands uh not these biceps and glutes that uh, god has given me but, but activate them too so you can have a full use of your hands yeah uh, clench up them butt cheeks when you go to soundcloud.com slash curtain jerks Follow us, uh, like the episode, comment, tw- uh, comment during. It. You could, you should have been commenting during this episode. You can go and comment during other episodes because I'm sure you have all the time code marked in your head. Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? You can comment on the weird noises we make. You can make weird noises of your own. You can write it down and make other people make weird noises by reading it. Yeah, it's it's very interactive. You go on there. You can comment during your favorite parts of the show. You can comment during the parts of your show that you're like, oh, that was uh, quotable. And then you put it in quotes and you stick it up there. And if you're an aesthetics person, orange accents. Right? Orange is the new black, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be dated. <laughs> no way. No Jason way. Biggs. Jason Biggs. WCW champion if they're still around. Yeah, that's how it works. So it's the orange is the new black WCW crossover. Jason Biggs is the new championship. That belt's almost as big as his head. It is, and even bigger than that is YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's pretty big. It's a big deal. It's videos online. You can watch pictures of cats moving. Mm-hmm. And you can watch Steve act like a cat on YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. You can see our predictions videos on there. You can see uh, our wrestler pronunciation manuals on there. Our prediction videos 
Uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, so it's all there, available for you. We've uh, got some new videos ideas. Videos ideas. Oh, this one's being thrown away. <laughs> uh, it'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. It'll be at the end of every episode until the end of time. Oh, please <laughs> throw that meteor down quick. <laughs> received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.